What is up, everybody? Welcome to the So I Was Thinking podcast. It's your boy, Felipe, along with my co-host, Rowan. Rowanito55. Follow him on YouTube. Uh, we're so excited that you're joining us. If this is your first time tuning in, listen, you can follow us on Instagram. You can check us out on Facebook, on TikTok. We're all over the place, really. LinkedIn. Uh, we're on the moon. We beat the Russians. Uh, we're there first. <clears throat> Take and, that, uh, America. Take, <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we did it. So we made it to the top. This is our last episode because we've done everything that we could. I'm just kidding. It's not our last episode. We love you guys. Uh, so keep tuning in. Share us with your friends. Like, subscribe. Do all the things. Um, and let's get into this episode. By the way, once again, sponsored by our good friend, Chris at Rabbit Hole Records. If you want to record a podcast just like we do, he's the guy. If you want to record an album because you have a awesome idea to put out into the world through music, he is the man. And if bingo night is your favorite night of the week and you hate when Cheryl screams bingo, but you love it when you do and you want to record your victory bingo, he can record that too. In high fidelity. In high fidelity. Let's get on to today's episode. Yeah, let's. This is a really, really, really great episode. We did a Christmas episode. Yeah. Around Christmas time. Came out the week after Christmas because we're bi-weekly and that's just how it is. And sue us, you know, whatever. Or don't. Please don't sue us. Support us so that we can do this every week or something. I don't know. Buy merch. Buy merch. We haven't been saying that. We haven't actually plugged that at all. We don't even have. We're not even wearing merch. Yeah. Ah, oh, snap. Buy merch. We have, merch. we have some cool designs, and we're designing some new stuff for the summer. It's going to be dope. Yeah, we are for sure. Definitely in the works. Did not just make that up. We didn't. I am working on merch. I have been since February, January. What month are we in right now while we're recording? January. Yeah. Oh, well. We're recording. So we got some new stuff coming out. We got some current stuff out. Buy it. Also, hit the link in our bio that says support us. It's spring now, so green. St. Patty's Day. Fellow Irish peoples, uh, love y'all. Yeah. Hi, right. matey. All right, so today's episode is about Easter. <laughs> Did you just say what you think? <laughs> you say, I, I, matey? Yeah, it's my Irish accent. Okay. Also, we got Coke. For this episode. We've been drinking this Coke that our supporters, sponsors got us. <laughs> Refreshing. Man, this beginning is rough. <laughs> it's not. It's really great. But yeah. I'm really excited for this episode because it's, uh, we did it. We did. Let me go back to what I was saying. We did an episode the week of Christmas and we titled it Emmanuel, which means God with us. And Ron and I shared a bit about who we are yeah, and, and a fun. bit about how we came to know Jesus and how... You know, ultimately, Jesus came down to earth, and he was Emmanuel. He was God with us. And uh, the cool part is, is now we're at the week of Easter, which is the second biggest, or the probably the biggest day. It's it's actually the biggest day in our faith, because it's the one that changes everything. It's the one that gives us hope and meaning, and it's the one that gives us direction, and it's the one that helps us move forward. We get to talk about Easter and why it's the most important event in human history. Yeah, and 
it's largely considered the thing that Christ, the Christian faith is based on. It's yep. the pillar of our religion. Yep. That was a bad way of putting it. English is not my first language. Stupidity no, it is. is. <laughs> what did you say it was? Stupidity is. Oh. <laughs> Am I wrong, though? But there's actually a really good book called A Case for Christ. I think it's called A Case for Christ. A yep. Case for Christ. Yep. Okay, cool. Um, but it's all about uh, the guy who wrote it was an atheist who sought out to disprove Christianity. And his uh, mindset was, if I can disprove the resurrection, I can disprove Christianity as a whole. Yep. So he went out and actually became a very devout Christian. And he wrote this book, Case for Christ. And it's all about why there's overwhelming evidence that Christ was here and he died for our sins Yep. and all that. And he has a couple books, Case for Christ, Case for Creation, right? And then sure, I feel like there's another, a Case for Faith. I that don't know, but right. he has he has a few case books. Definitely would recommend. They're one of the few books that I've read and enjoyed. So, if I'm saying that, then it must be true because I don't read. Yep. <laughs> uh, but this is this is both a a uh, episode where we talk about like our personal experiences, but also we're gonna get down to some good good theology because honestly this event changes everything um when we talk about church history when we talk about the things that you know help the church grow and 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 when we defined our beliefs there were one you know there was a lot of things and you know like if we look at the apostles creed right we have to believe in the trinity we have to believe in god the father god the son god the spirit we have to believe that he was born of a virgin uh, conceived by the holy spirit he suffered under pontius pilate he was crucified died and was buried and on the third day, he rose from the dead. That is the core of what we believe. Um, we have to believe in the church and the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection, mm -hmm. and, and, and eternal life. Like that is, that is the core of what we believe. But it's not at all possible uh, without... Uh, <laughs> it's not at all possible without the resurrection because the resurrection started Christianity. Jesus' teachings didn't start Christianity. Um, uh, you know, like the the Mount, the Sermon on the Mount, the Beatitudes, they did not start Christianity. Jesus' disciples did not start Christianity. What started Christianity was the event called the resurrection because at that moment, finally, people were like, dang, this is real. Yeah, and I actually, I'm going to share with you guys one of my favorite verses. And that is, well, actually, it's a group of verses, but my favorite verse is in there. So flip your books to Psalm chapter 22. <laughs> and the beginning of the chapter begins with something that we've heard before. And it says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Which is, I don't have the verse with me, but right before Jesus died, that's what he yelled on the cross. What verse is that, Felipe? Bible quiz. I don't have it memorized either, but it's... Yeah, you're right. Disappointed. Sorry. I'll do better. I read all of the Gospels. I did. Yeah, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to be that mean. So, this may seem like Jesus is 
heavily doubting God in this situation. But if we look back on culturally, Jesus or everybody had memorized, uh, everybody had memorized the Bible at this point. And so all you had to do was say one verse in the opening verse to a chapter or a book and people would know it off the top of their head. Yep. And so when Jesus said, my God, my God, why are you forsaking me? He was referencing Psalm chapter 22. And actually, I'm not going to read the whole Psalm for you, but for extra credit, you guys can definitely go ahead and read that. Yeah, you're being graded. Submit your things to our Instagram. We'll grade them. Yeah. So... <laughs> I don't know, guys. This semester's been rough. <laughs> not a lot of you are getting geometry. I'm gonna say. I'm I'm still not getting geometry. <laughs> but read Psalm chapter 22 because and keep Jesus. Keep in mind. Imagine Jesus saying this on the cross before he's dying, right? They're just basically prophecy after prophecy after prophecy about what's happening to Jesus, and then. The end comes. And so this is Psalm chapter 22, verse 27 through 31. All the ends of the earth will remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations will bow down before him. For the rich of the earth will feast and worship. All who go down to the dust will kneel before him. Those cannot, those who cannot keep themselves alive. Posterity will serve him. Future generations will be told about the Lord. They will proclaim his righteousness, declaring to a people yet unborn, he has done it. Jesus on the cross said, everybody on the earth will bow to me. Everybody born and unborn will know my name. I did it. I finished. I completed what God sent out for me to do from the very beginning. I finished the task that God put in place ever since the Garden of Eden. He has done it favorite verse right there so heavy hitting yeah and it's important that we we talk about you know his work on the cross too because since the beginning we talked about it in our last episode we talked about sin right we talked about uh, judgmental christians and how we're not held to the same standard but sin it, you know like is the reason why we need to be held accountable anyway so we're talking about um the work of, of like the weekend of Easter is, is monumental for two things. As, as far as, you know, as far as we're concerned to, to all of humanity, there are two big enemies and it's not the devil. It's not whatever the opposite of your favorite political party is. It's not those people. It is death and sin. Mm -hmm. Sin leads to death and death comes for us all. It's the ultimate, like, you know, like leveler, right? Like everybody's going to die. A hundred percent of people that have ever lived, they died except for Jesus. Um, although he did die, but he rose from the dead. So, you know, I don't Doesn't know count. how that, per, that percentage nope. gets affected there, but everybody that's ever lived has died. It's a, it's a repercussion of sin, but it comes for us all on the cross. Jesus defeats sin. Mm -hmm. Uh, he pays, he pays the price with his life for our ransom. He covers us all and his blood makes us clean. You know, like the sacrificial system of the old Testament is, is no more, um, because he was the ultimate sacrifice. He was the lamb of God given to the world to take away the sins of the world. And on the third day, he defeats death. And that is important. That is powerful. That is life changing. And here's why, because, uh, 
So the the cool thing was Jesus spent a lot of time leading up to his death and in resurrection saying, listen up, we're going to head to Jerusalem and they're going to kill me, but don't worry. On the third day, I'm going to rise again. And if you read through the Gospels, he says it three times leading up to Jerusalem so that he's at parties with people. He's hanging out. He's teaching. And then as soon as the people leave, as soon as like things are back to normal, he gathers his boys and he's like, yo, listen up. We're going to go to Jerusalem. They're going to kill me. And in three days after that, I'm going to rise again. I'm going to live again. And the people that were like close to him, the people that were like, whatever, they're like, Jesus, I don't know what you're talking about. You're kind of crazy. You're tripping. bro. Yeah, you're tripping, Jesus. I need you to sit down. I need you to put the wine down. I need you to stop multiplying fish and bread. And I need you to chill. Maybe you need to take another nap. Maybe not while we're on a boat and the storm comes again. But like, let's let's get you some water. Let's put you in the shade. The people didn't understand what he was saying. Mm -hmm. So much so. Like, all right, we're, we're, I'm about to get all over the place. But the resurrection is important because Jesus said he would do it. Yeah. Three times leading up to the actual events. And then... um. Uh, and then he goes and does it. Now, if you have a dude walking around that claims to be the son of God, if you have a dude run, running around that claims that he has power over death, if you have a dude running around saying that he is going to rise from dead, now you have two options. Either you call him crazy, or you, yeah, either you believe he's, sorry, excuse me, either you believe that he's crazy, or you believe, hey, maybe this guy's on to something. And then what happens when he actually goes and does it? Changes everything. It changes everything. The resurrection for us believers and for really the entire world changes everything. And here's why. We have four accounts. And, and people look at the Bible as stories written by men. Absolutely. They were, they were, these are, these are four men's life stories. Matthew walked with Jesus. The story of Matthew is written to a Jewish audience to get people to understand where Jesus came from, who he was and why he was so important. The story, the gospel, according to Matthew is Matthew's eyewitness testimony to the things that happened to this man called Jesus. Matthew isn't written by somebody that was like, I kind of heard, I think this is how the story went. Matthew is like, no, no, no. Listen, I used to be one of the disciples. Jesus, I used to be a tax collector. And Jesus came up to me one day. He said, follow me. And this is what it is. Mm -hmm. And he said, and I saw that Jesus is raised from the dead. He saw him die and he saw him raise again. Then we get to the, to the, um, the story of Luke or the story of Mark. And Mark was, uh, uh, somebody wrote down the story from Peter who had been with Jesus since the beginning. You know, Jesus, Peter probably couldn't write. He was probably old or whatever. But this guy just went around telling, writing down all the stories that Peter told. And, and Peter was like, nah, I did it. I saw it. And, and you, if you read Peter the, or the story, the gospel of Mark, it sounds exactly like Peter because Peter is kind of rash and, and, you know, just did things on impulse because everything that happens in Mark happens immediately. And it's like and immediately after this, immediately after that. And, and Mark writes about the resurrection of Jesus. He goes, I saw him die. And then a few days later, I saw him come back to life. The gospel mm -hmm. of Luke 
is very, very, very important because Luke was actually not there. Luke was an investigative journalist. He was a doctor. And Luke writes his account of what happened because one of his friends wanted to know what happened in Jerusalem. And so Luke goes on a journey to walk around Jerusalem, to talk to people, to gather their stories, to figure out, to get to the bottom of the truth and give it back to his friend that wanted to know about this man named Jesus. Mm. And Luke goes and interviews people and he talks to people and he's getting this story together and he says, this is what happened. And then Luke also continues the story into Acts where he writes about the church. And then last but not least, here's John. John believed that he was Jesus' best friend. He was like, me and Jesus are the closest. There's nobody closer to me and Jesus. Uh, listen, I know what Jesus' breath smells like in the morning after he eats fish. Uh, that's kind of weird. I don't know why I was so specific with that. But John was very, 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 very close to Jesus. John writes things in the gospel of Jesus that we are in the gospel, uh, his gospel that we don't see anywhere else in any of the other gospels because John had a different view. John was the only disciple that actually followed Jesus all the way up to the cross. But here's the interesting thing is on the third day, he wasn't waiting by the tomb either. Mm. None of the disciples were waiting by the tomb. Nobody. The only people by the tomb on Sunday morning when Jesus rose for the dead were the Roman soldiers put there to stop an insurrection. But out of his disciples that followed Jesus, that saw him do miracles, that saw him raise the dead, that saw him, you know, open blind eyes, that saw him heal the lame, that saw him make the deaf hear and the mute talk, the disciples that saw him walk on water, there are three disciples that saw him be transfigured on the mount, that, that saw him in his glorious, you know, appearance, like his, his resurrection body, like his, in his essence as God. There are three people that saw all of that. And when Jesus said, I'm going to die, but I'm going to come back to life. Nobody believed him. Nobody was waiting at the tomb, but it happened anyway. It happened anyway. And on that day, Christianity was born when Jesus rose from the dead. Because boom, all of a sudden, it's real. Mm -hmm. It's real now. And now Jesus is alive. Oh. <sighs> so good it's so good it's everything without without this there is there is nothing like christianity isn't anything and like this is why jeez this is why it's so important like it's just a testament to god's faith cuz like keep in mind this is something god has been working on ever since the beginning of time the beginning of time. Just in like, he's set this emotion ever since creation, and everything up until this point has been leading to this. Imagine like, it's funny you bring up like the disciples. Imagine the disappointment when Jesus died. Like, this is everything they were believing in. Yep. And, like this is what's going like. Everything is riding on this one guy. If he's really who he says he is. And then he just dies. Yep. Like the disappointment. Yep. Especially when you think of the disciples, a lot of them gave up their lives. A lot of them, you know, when Jesus first met them, he's like, follow me. And, you know, Peter 
Andrew, James, John, they were fishermen. They had lives. Peter had a wife. He had a family. And and he said, follow me. And, you know, like when you read through the Gospels, it says, and they just dropped their nets and followed him. They left their livelihoods behind to follow him. Matthew, who was a tax collector, who was wealthy at this point, probably because he was a tax collector, left everything after Jesus said, follow me. Yeah. There were people that were outcasts, that were broken, and Jesus said, follow me, and people left everything to follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then their their leader, their savior, gone. Yeah. Gone. Tragic. But Paul writes us one of the most important books of the entire Bible, or one of the most important chapters in the entire Bible, and it's 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Now, let's get it. Now, it's Easter weekend, and if you are going to take notes on anything, if you are excited about anything, listen, if you should read 1 Corinthians 15, it should give you all the hope, all the excitement that you need, because what Paul is about to say here is exactly what we're talking about. So, If you want to impress your family... On Easter night, and get it tattooed on your back. Yeah, everybody's like, so like, what's Easter even all about? Like, and they ha- are having this deep theological discussion, and you can be like, First Corinthians fifteen, and everybody's like, oh, he's so smart. Yeah, and take all the credit. You don't even have to credit us. Yeah, actually, cite credit your sources. Us. Cite Remember, your sources. This Hashtag is so I was thinking podcast. You will, again, you will be graded. Uh, citing is fifteen percent of your grade. So keep that in mind. You can still get an 85. Um, (laughs) That's one way to think about it. (laughs) (laughs) But here we go. Uh, So kind of like Rowan said at the beginning of, you know, this episode, there's a man named Lee Strobel. He was an atheist, but an investigator. He went and his idea, his his thought process is, you know, if we're going to tackle the he wanted to tackle the major religions of the Mm -hmm. world. And so he started with the monotheistic ones. Uh, Christianity, uh, Islam, and Judaism. And the easiest one to disprove by far is Christianity. Why? Because if you can disprove the resurrection, if you can prove that there was a body, or if you can prove that the man named Jesus never existed, you can disprove Christianity. All you have to do is disprove the resurrection, prove that there's a body, prove that somebody hit the body, and and you've gotten rid of Christianity. Now you have to tackle the other two big ones, you know, uh, Islam and Judaism. And Paul kind of agrees with him. First Corinthians chapter 15. We're going to read a lot in this, in this because it's so good. And we're going to start on verse 1. Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you have received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel, you are saved if you hold firmly to the word I preached to you. Otherwise, you have believed in vain. Now, what message is he talking about? Verse 3. He says, For I have received, for what I have received, I pass on to you as of first importance that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, and that he was raised mm. on the third day according to the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, Peter, and then to the twelve. After that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time, most of whom are still living. This is important. Though some have fallen asleep, meaning they died. That's how Paul referred to Christians that died, that they fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, his brother, then to all the apostles. And last of all, he appeared to me also as to one abnormally born. This section is so important. 
Paul is saying this is the most important thing. The church of Corinth, listen up. This is why the rest of my letter to you matters. This is why everything that I've said to you up until this point matters. Mm-hmm. Because we heard of this man named Jesus. He died. He was he was buried. He was raised on the third day. And we have proof. Not only did, did we hear about it, but he showed up. And we have not just one eyewitness. We don't have just two eyewitnesses. He also showed up to more than 500 other people. And when Paul wrote this, he said, many of them are still alive. They were people that were alive that saw a resurrected Jesus. Mm -hmm. And then think about this. Um, Rowan, I'm the older brother. In, in my family. But then in verse 7, Paul makes a note and he makes it important to say, then he appeared to James. Rowan, you have two older brothers. If one of your older bro- brothers tried to convince you that they were God, what would it take for you to believe him? Nothing. <laughs> nothing as in you would believe him or it would take a lot? Uh, nothing. <laughs> no. Uh, in all seriousness, probably a lot. I don't think they could convince me that they are God because I lived with them and one of them threw corners at me. (laughs) (laughs) Still haven't forgiven that. (laughs) That's another episode. Jesus is working on me on that. (laughs) Dear God. Why? But but verse 7, then he appeared to James, his brother. And James later dies believing that his brother is the son of God. I don't know about you, but I'm pretty sure my sister and my little brother would not believe that I was God because they know me. What? They know me. Um, And then Paul, who had an, uh, an entirely different experience than all of the apostles because he used to persecute the church. Paul was killing Christians because they believed that Jesus had died and rose again and they were willing to live and die for it. And Paul goes and starts killing Christians because they're going against Judaism. They are going against what he's grown up knowing. They're going, he's, they're going against everything that he was taught to believe. And then Jesus shows up to him too. And Paul, who used to murder Christians changes his life around. But insane. Let's keep let's keep going. Verse 12. But if it is preached that Christ has been raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there's no re- resurrection? If there is no resurrection, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless and so is your faith. Those are some harsh words. Yeah. Paul himself the biggest contributor to modern Christianity, the biggest contributor to why Christianity is what it is and that it exploded because of his testimony, because of his letters, because of his sacrifice to, to believing in this. He says, listen, if, if, if we believe in this and Christ is, has not been raised from the dead, we're wasting our time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, it goes all back. Without the resurrection of Christ, Christianity is useless. Christianity is dead. 
in verse 16, for if the dead are not raised, then Christ has not been raised either. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. So now we have to confront that, right? So, so, you know, like Jesus is risen. So now we need to confront. Oh, don't jump! Don't jump! Oh, sorry, sorry. I thought that's what you said. No, I said so. Now we have to confront that. Then, if Jesus isn't, you know, like if Jesus isn't, then we're still in sin, and we need to figure out a way to pay for our sins. We need to figure. We need to go back to the sacrificial system. We need to start buying some sheep. We need to start buying some some lambs, and we need to start sacrificing them. And we got to get the fat offering and the wave offering and the drink offering and the clap offering and all these other offerings given, you know, and honestly, there's no chance for us because we're Gentiles. We're not Jewish. Maybe there's some hope. Maybe there's some Jewish in me somewhere. I'm Jewish, so I'm good. Hmm. It makes it hard for me. That's okay. Okay, but I mean, so back to this. If Christ is not been raised from the dead, then we are still in our sins. Verse 20. Verse 20 changes everything. Paul says, But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead also comes through a man. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. Oh, come on preach that is so good if there is no resurrection verse 29 oh no we're gonna skip that one we're gonna skip that one because it's it's about baptism not that it's not important but we're gonna we're gonna skip that one for now um it's so good it's so good so here's the thing the the resurrection of jesus is essential it is the reason why we believe because he is alive. The mm-hmm. church spread because there were people willing to die. Listen, the, this this whole thing, right? This is why you cannot disprove the resurrection because all of the evidence is against the fact that this is a hoax. People do not die off of a lie. People mm-hmm. will not willingly go to the go, you know, to fight lions in Rome off of a lie. You know, like you can put up with it up to a certain point, but after a while, the truth comes. If the, if a gun gets put to your head and or a lion is staring you in the face and people will be like, renounce Jesus and stop saying that he's the, the Lord and stop saying that he's alive and that this is that he is God. And you're like, no, people don't face lions over a lie. Mm-hmm. You know, like Christianity spread because people were like, no, this is legit. Yeah. We believe it. It happened in Jerusalem. Paul is saying it happened. And not only that, not only did the, the, did the disciples write, not only did Paul write, not only did Luke write as an investigative journalist, but there were other historians of that time that were like, listen, I don't really know about the whole Son of God stuff, but Jesus, this happened. Mm-hmm. Jesus was alive. Jesus did all these things, and he did raise from the dead. We can't explain it. This is what happened. Mm-hmm. Not Jewish scholars, not Christian scholars of the time, other scholars that just that were in the in that were historians and they were writing stuff down. They mentioned Jesus, a real person. Yeah, this is legit. This is this is what it is. But ah, uh, the resurrection, Easter is so important. It's so good. So good. 
So, uh, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> what song are you singing? So good, dun, dun, so good. Oh, I got a you. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, good times never seem so good. So good, so good. So oh, yeah, Caroline. yeah. But let's get back to this the resurrection, yeah. Easter. It changes everything, it's so important. Um, and it, it changed it changes our lives because like this is what we believe. If yeah. Christ if Christ isn't ra- raised from the dead, then our faith is in vain. But Christ is raised from the dead, indeed. Those are some powerful words, and and it comes from a man that wanted to kill people that believe that. Yeah, it comes from a man that was adamant about killing Christians, and mm-hmm. he says, "No, I saw him." Yeah, and he changed my life. I don't get it. I don't understand it, but this happened. Yeah. And and throughout church history, people or throughout the history of the world, like people have been trying to disprove it. They can't. Mm-hmm. There's too much evidence. And and you know and it goes back to it. If this dude said he was gonna die and raise again and he does it, either he's crazy or he is exactly who he says he is. Yeah. He's the son of God. Yeah. So, I hope you guys have a great Easter. Keep this one in your back pocket. Impress your friends and family. Quiz will be releasing soon. (laughs) Study up. Um, Yeah. This is your first summative grade of the year. Um, Pretty important. Uh, There will be extra credit if you can draw. Uh, This one's for you. You might pass the test just on extra credit alone. Yeah. Because I'm a nice teacher. Professor. Yeah. So... Have a good night, everybody, even though it's probably morning. Happy Easter. Thanks for tuning in. We love you. We appreciate you. Get some merch. We'll put a cross on it so it's like Easter's theme, and you can get it. Boom. Chikalaka. It'll Um, be yellow or green. Pastel colored, (laughs) if we have that. Probably like a beige. (laughs) It's beige Bad. (laughs) Biggie. Biggie. Uh, we'll anyway, get you a bagel. yeah. <laughs> uh, get some merch, like, like, subscribe, share, support us. Uh, follow us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. Oh, we don't have a Twitter. Uh, uh, LinkedIn, MySpace. Stop saying that. Club you say Penguin. That every single episode, <laughs> we don't have a LinkedIn or we MySpace. Do, we have a Club Penguin. Do we? Come Penguin. Come play on our server on Minecraft. <laughs> Christian Minecraft server. <laughs> no swear words. Uh, Church talk only. Alright. Yeah, we did it, guys. Peace out. Happy Easter. Love ya. <laughs> I did the peace signs of the microphone. <laughs>